Good afternoon and welcome to today's episode of Chilindrina's Mas Finas with your girl Nicole Coco Patrice. I'm here today with a subpar news program because today we're talking about the election. That's right, Chicago's mayoral race for 2023. Let me get my notes out for you here. Like I said, this is a subpar news program. I'm here to help you make a probably poorly informed decision, but more informed than most of you probably will ever be because some of you don't even care to look into your candidates. You just pick the name that looks most familiar. I know I've been guilty. Totally not judging. And I actually have notes today, so I hope you're proud of me. All right. So we're looking here into our 2023 Chicago mayoral campaign election, I'm sorry. So as you may know, if you are a Chicago citizen and a voter, you should be aware that the mayoral election is, uh, the campaigns are underway. We've had several forums and debates. I've watched a couple of them um, in their entirety. And I'm um, going to give a non, uh, an unbiased, a nonpartisan uh, recap of one of those uh, forums that took place uh, this month. So we're looking at the mayoral election, which the election is on February 28th, but early voting has already started. Um, if no candidate receives 50% of the vote, a runoff election will be held between the top two vote getters on April 4th. And chances are there will not be a clear 50% winner to come out on top. Uh, as of the latest polls, incumbent Lori Lightfoot, uh, after a slew of negative campaign ads against uh, Chewy Garcia, who we're assuming she took as to be her top competitor, uh, she actually pushed herself down to 8% approval of a 500 voter um, poll. Uh, and then it looks like Chewy actually pushed himself up a little bit, but actually gave Paul uh, Vallis the lead um, after the that slew of I'm sorry push that pushed Chewy down but it gave Paul Vallis an edge over Chewy um, I think his voting percentage was around 12 percent versus Chewy's like 10 uh, percent or 11 percent I'm sorry uh, Paul Vallis I believe is at 19 percent and Chewy's around 13 or 12 percent so it's too early to tell but it looks as though Paul Vallis is in the lead as of now. Now, I find that to not be surprising, given that Lori Lightfoot, the incumbent, was Chicago's first uh, black woman mayor, uh, first black woman openly gay LGBTQ mayor. I'm trying to find my notes here because this is why I don't do notes, because <laughs> they always seem to be out of the order that I need them in. Um, like I said, this is your subpart news program, Chilindrinas Mas Finas, the electoral, the Chicago mayoral race edition. So Lori Lightfoot, as I was stating, uh, is the first LGBT black woman to be elected mayor of a major city in the United States. Excuse me. She's also the first black female mayor of Chicago. She's the second female after Jane Byrne and the third African-American after Harold Washington and Eugene Sawyer. Uh, as mayor of Chicago. Eugene Sawyer's son is actually running against Lori at this time around. Uh, Ro Roderick, I'm sorry, Sawyer. Let me make sure I've got that right. <clears throat> Should have just listed all the candidates separately, but <laughs> this is a subpart news program. All right, so Roderick Sawyer, yes, is currently an alderman 
and he is running against Lori. His father was uh, a black mayor of Chicago, one of the first black mayors of Chicago, and uh, he is uh, a child of the political system. Um, so we'll get into it a little bit more. So I'm just going to go through the candidates and just give you a better idea of my perspective on the candidates that we have to choose from Chicago. All right. So Paul Vallis, he's going to go first because like I said, he's in, he's leading in the polls and it's not because he's the white guy. It's just because he's leading in the polls. And that's who I listed first because it's giving a little mayonnaise. All right. So former CPSC CEO, Paul Vallis, he was born June 10th, 1953. He's a Gemini. That matters to me. And it should matter to you because we all know how Gemini's can be. No offense to my fellow Gemini friends. I'm not a Gemini, but my Gemini cohorts. Let's turn off these notifications. Once again, a subpar news program. All right. So Paul Vallis, born June 10th, 1953. Uh, as many of you know him from CPS, being a CPS uh, CEO or superintendent, um, he's had many political failures, a failed run for mayor in 2019, but he placed ninth um, and did not make the runoff. He unsuccessfully also ran for governor in 2002 and lieutenant governor in 2014 as Pat Quinn's running mate. Endorsements uh, received by him from the Fraternal Order of Police, the city's biggest police union, doesn't make him um, a poster child for police reform. Um, but no surprises here. We had Lori Lightfoot who ran on being tough on police and went ahead and did the exact opposite, even though we can give her a little credit for trying to reopen the investigation into the Laquan McDonald shooting and cover up. Uh, so he wants to bring back retired, Paul Vallis wants to bring back retired cops, witness protection program advocate and increased beat cops. Um, he wants cops on the CTA, not private security. He uh, led a school system in New Orleans, Philly, Connecticut, and advocates for school choice, which if you understand what that means, uh, that can possibly uh, alleviate some issues with poor underperforming schools, bringing down certain students by not having the adequate resources. But it also means that it will leave some schools underpopulated and the, therefore up for possible uh, closures, which we saw a lot of those in some years past in Chicago. And when you have those big buildings empty and not in use, that also brings along with it crime and brings down property values as well. So we definitely want to take into consideration all aspects of that. But like I said, I am not being biased. I'm just giving my subpar news uh, editorial opinion. All right. So uh, the schools, uh, he wants to cut down the school's central office. Uh, that's all those people in suits that are downtown that are very far removed away from the hustle and bustle of the children and pretty much are just middlemen and paper pushers. I'm not trying to be biased here, but I've talked to some of these people and they're not really all that great at uh, interacting with parents and students and teachers. All right, a little out of touch. Uh, so he wants to also do high school work study and serve dinner at schools on weekends and holidays. I don't know what that's going to look like for staff, and I'm sure the CTU is just gleaming about that. Um, wants to cap property taxes, 
Sounds good. Uh, says it's too late to get the Bears back. Hot topic in Chicago. The Chicago Bears are moving to Arlington because Soldier Field is just not adequate enough to, um, you know, for football playing as, as far as the seating and then the lack of a dome. Um, it's just not a good look anymore for the Chicago Bears. And they have decided to, uh, well, it sounds like the deal has not completely been solidified or signed, but it does sound like it's very likely that they'll be headed to Arlington Heights. Good luck with calling them the Arlington Heights Bears, though. I mean, we're still barely calling, um, stop calling, uh, what is it, guaranteed rate field, U.S. Cellular or Comiskey. And then let's not even talk about the Willis Tower. Anywho, um, as, sorry, I'm a professional news broadcast, uh, says uh, he, so as, as of the latest sources, um, his records show that he has $1.14 million in the bank for his campaign. And he um, didn't attend the uh, Republican Forum, even though it was held in his former ward, um, and he said he didn't attend because he's a Democrat which on paper could be a little questionable. All right, so that's Paul Vallis. Roger Sawyer, as I mentioned, he's an alderman. Roger Terrence Sawyer, born April 12, 1963. He's an Aries. Um, same birthday as one of the other opponents, Chewy Garcia. Uh, so Roger Terrence Sawyer, he grew up in City Hall, according to him, because he was basically a child uh, growing up with his father as a former uh, mayor as well as alderman in Chicago. Uh, he's the son of Mayor Eugene Sawyer. He's a licensed stock and real estate broker, serves as alderman of the Sixth Ward, represents parts of Chatham, Inglewood, and Grand Crossing, according to Block Club Chicago. Composed, I feel like, uh, in the debates, he had that lean like he was drinking Crown Royal on the weekend with his boys. Uh, he's got a few uh, Spice Adams leisure, leisure suits at his disposal, and he looks like he can cook on that grill. Succinctly and clearly explained his points, which I enjoyed and found to be solution-based, and had a youth and community-based approach. So he did catch my ear with that. Um, he sounds like someone who listens and can look at things objectively, a real person, not a politician, but... He has been well-trained, being that he's grown up in City Hall. Uh, he had uh, some mental health facilities experience that he spoke about and is an advocate for reforming that process, uh, especially for the youth. Um, he is, seems to be very realistic in that he would not promise that he would never raise taxes, so it gives an honest vibe. Um, other than Willie Wilson, the only candidate to show up at the Republican Forum. Now, Willie, will get into him later, but um, I feel like that does give I believe it lends to his ability to work across the aisle, which I feel like is important for someone that you have in office. I think that the black community has suffered much from thinking in the um, dichotomy of Republican versus Democrats, and we've been played on both sides of the aisle. So we should just go where we are treated with respect and our votes are valued. Uh, and our communities are uplifted. Uh, so if that be from a Republican side or Democratic side, I don't see anything wrong with negotiating with either side. But he's just trying to get his votes. And like he said, he, these people are Chicago citizens and he they deserve to be heard as well. And I agree with him on that. Um, it's giving Candace Owens, I know. Hood, Candace Owens. Okay, back into character because this is a subpar news program. All right. Uh, so he wants to get rid of the gang database, improve city communication across departments, and wants to fire Superintendent Brown and hire more police. 
Tie-dye. Sawyer helped pass an ordinance focused on creating a citywide police commission and pushed for a committee on reparations as well as a mid-sized business coalition. Uh, that's according to Block Club, Club Chicago as well. Wants to collaborate with electoral school board and was a local school uh, councilman, councilman when his children attended Chicago schools. Uh, wants to redevelop vacant lots. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not sure if they attended Chicago schools. It just says he's a local school councilman. Didn't specify the city, so I don't want to get too ahead of that. Wants to redevelop vacant lots and create affordable container homes. I do like the sound of someone being creative about housing. Says Soldier Field needs twenty to thirty thousand more seats to keep the bears, and that was just very simply put, and I think very realistic. That is the consensus amongst the fans. Um, Jamal Green, Jamal, I'm sorry, Green, he's a community activist, never held office, born in 1995, says August 9, 1995, per Google, because Wiki didn't have anything other than the year, so he's 27 years old, the youngest candidate, and you may know him from the public uh, Laquan McDonald pro protest, as well as his Chase Bank uh, protests against lending practices, uh, in the black community, uh, which led them to promise more funds and more equitable funding and loan loans to uh, black the black community, black and brown community. Uh, he ran for mayor in 2019, but he dropped out because he didn't have enough signatures. He doesn't even take notes during his debates, I've noticed, uh, probably thinking about his TikTok notifications as a former marketing head. Um, campaign around crime prevention uh, is seems to be his big, you know, uh, what he's champion, champion, championing, okay? This is a professional news program. Banning the boot and Universal 3K. We like the sound of money from the government. He is a self-identified progressive and says he supported Bernie Sanders for president. That's according to Black Club Chicago. But he doesn't seem to have any idea how he's going to fund all these things. He also called for creating a Chicago bank that would be run by Chicago politicians not sure how I feel about that one um, for he's for police reform including sending social workers to respond to 911 calls and youth intervention department uh, wants social workers on the CTA to also address homelessness and mental health issues and he basically said fuck the bears y'all Sophia King she's an alderman uh, Sophia D King born February 14th Valentine's baby 1966 in Colorado. She went to University of Illinois. She's Aquarius. She's friends with the Obamas. Um, she's a member and chair of the city council's progressive reform caucus. She gives that drunk auntie vibe, like, you know, recovering, but you know, she cool. She might hand you some money and forget about it because she had a little too much Crown Royal earlier. I love me some Crown Royal references. Never had it myself, but I'll talk about it all day because we already know that's the drink of choice for the old people in the hood, right? That little purple bag, baby. Oh, this is a professional news program. Sorry. Um, she looks like she's cut someone before. I, I give her that. Uh, previously worked for the Latin school in Chicago. Little cafecito. Founded the Ariel Community Academy, a public school uh, in Kenwood that opened in 1996, according to Black Club Chicago, served as the vice president of Planned Parenthood Chicago and started a nonprofit called Harriet's Daughters to increase African-American employment opportunities. She wants to hire more police, as seemingly most of the candidates do, um, but is open to accountability and alternative policing. Wants to cooperate with CTU, the Chicago Teachers Union. 
senior homeowner advocate, low-income housing advocate, wants state funds to be kept to keep the bears, which uh, I believe is Cam Buckner says, you ain't gonna get. She's very articulate and definitely a politician's politician, stating that she's very much going to collaborate. She doesn't seem, however, strong-willed or strong-edged enough to take on the other candidates or even the city council. She's definitely not taking it to Lori the way I think she thinks she's doing, but she is throwing those little, you know, cute little jabs to her, so I give her credit for that. Uh, I believe I said she represents the fourth ward. Uh, she got Congress Parkway renamed to Ida B. Wells and Lakeshore Drive renamed to John Baptiste Point du Sable. Um, she supported the $15 minimum wage, and she redeveloped Reese Hospital. All right, and on to our incumbent, Lori Lightfoot. She's a fellow Leo, you know, I'm a Leo. August 4th, 1962, she's a former prosecutor and private practice attorney, and she ran as an on an outsider's campaign in 2019 focused on rooting out corruption in City Hall, which I don't think she did, but hey, here we are. There weren't enough indictments for me. Uh, Lightfoot is the first LGBT black woman, like I said, we went through all of that, uh, so we won't repeat that again. She was getting the business from Cam Buckner in those forums. He is taking it straight to her. Uh, Sophia tried it a little bit, like I said, but she was a little less direct. Um, and it's just as shaky health-wise as Lori looks. Has anybody noticed that Lori looks like she has a little bit of tremor, all jokes aside? What's going on with that, Lori? We need to know. Uh, does she have some sort of illness or some sort of condition? Is she on some sort of anxiety meds? I mean, she's been through a lot, guys, so I give her credit for, you know, uh, steering Chicago through a an unprecedented time with the global health pandemic of coronavirus um, and with the uh, uprisings uh, after the George Floyd uh, protests, uh, after the George Floyd killing. Um, so I do give her credit for having to kind of go through some really unprecedented times and some tough times that no one else can really ever say that they, you know, had to steer um, especially being that she was, you know, the first black woman mayor and uh, of Chicago, and then as uh, as an LGBT woman, a black woman, I'm sure didn't make things any easier. Um, and you know, as a fellow Leo, I do understand we can get a little, uh, we can be a little more um, optimistic and unrealistic about some things and set expectations a little too high. But I think she did what she could with what she had, but she definitely, it looks like she's gone through some things, uh, has aged through the office, uh, and may have some health concerns. So I'm hoping that all is well with Lori. Um, but yeah, we do need to ask, you know, are you okay, ma'am? Because, you know, we can't send you in office for another four years and you pass out somewhere. Okay, honey. Um, she made some good points about the work she's done during the pandemic. Like I said, she says she's made the city feel safer, but it's hard to say that with crime rising. Um, even though, yes, it has risen overall due to the economy and everything that's going on with, uh, the coronavirus and, and, you know, jobs and, and things of that nature. Um, she's faced widespread criticism, uh, as well as an ethics investigation over emails asking CPS teachers to solicit student campaign volunteers in exchange for class credit. Um, the mayor has apologized for the emails, calling them a mistake. The nerve, that's from Block Club Chicago, the nerve, especially after how you handled the teacher strike. Uh, she does not support an elected school board, and we see how she handled that strike. 
against CCU. It seems like she was very much strong arming and it was a my way or the highway approach, not giving collaborative vibes. Uh, Chicago Housing Authority is led by a mayoral appointees and that has also come under fire for poor, poor building management. Some of those buildings are in shambles and uh, a deal to sell land to the Chicago Fire soccer team. Uh, on the Bears, she says, we're going to fight, fight, fight to keep them at Soldier Field, end quote, supporting a developer who has proposed a $2 billion project to put a roof on Soldier Field, but nothing about adding the needed minimum 20,000 feet. Uh, she lives in Logan Square. Do with that what you want. I say in the debate, she gets about a C, C plus. She's doing what she can, but like I said, those trimmers aren't helping, and she seems to be... Um, she seems to be trying to flip the script on a lot of the talking points that make very good sense given her record, and she's not really offering new solutions to the same problems or exacerbated problems. Uh, should Lori lose, it would be the first time in decades a sitting Chicago mayor failed in their re-election bid. But we were dealing with the dailies and, you know, Rom, who had a complete machine behind him. So there's that. Um, Cam Buckner... State Representative born Cambium Elijah Cam Buckner, May 12, 1985. Taurus, y'all, uh, about them coins. He's Jennifer Hudson's cousin. He pled guilty to two DUIs in 2010. He's a lawyer, representative in the Illinois House for Bronzeville, the Loop, Hyde Park. And he's also an MP High alum. That's right, Morgan Park High School, stand up. He played football at the University of Illinois. He took it straight to Lori, like I said, and seemed to be the only one in the debate who really was able to drive his points home and say the things that needed to be said around her uh, campaign and her um in her tenure in office, uh, he uh, one of the quotes that I uh, that kind of raised my ears up was he likened the use of canine units on the CTA to George Wallace's Alabama. Now that is a very uh, poignant image to paint. Um, however, I do, in her defense, think that that is a good plan, given that she, like she stated, a lot of the issues with crime on the CTA start at the fare box. So having those dogs uh, there to, uh, you know, prevent any terrorism or any other, uh, you know, issues that they can pinpoint at the fare box that may lead to more crime on the rails or the bus, I believe, is what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, so, you know, you got to you got to pick your poison here. Very succinct, clear responses that gave tangible solutions from Cam uh, Buckner. He's championing gun control, missing women and girls, uh, uh, you know, uh, issues uh, in Chicago. Uh, he uh, passed an act, I can't remember the name of it, but he passed an act to uh, prioritize those uh, missing women and girls, uh, especially in light of the missing pregnant women in Chicago that were found murdered. Um, and then also like Kiara Coles, who's still missing, and we have not had any leads uh, in her case. And there's been a lot of confusion around that. We'll get into that another time. Uh, he also championed consumer protection laws against predatory lending and civil liberties. He's a Southsider, lives in Bronzeville, still gives a very political, untrustworthy vibe, in my opinion, for some reason. Um, he says all the right things, but it just feels like he's just a well-trained debater. And I kept confusing him with the other black guy, Brandon Johnson. Sorry, Cam. No, no offense, my fellow MPI alum. 
All right, Willie Wilson. Now, we know and love Willie for those giveaways, don't we? Born June 16, 1948, Gemini. Third time running for mayor, ran for president in 2016 and U.S. Senate in 2020. I know people who got uh, his sign in their yard are... I know people who got a sign in their yard are either just plain pro-police Trump supporters or church members or just plain got paid uh, to support him, which he was under fire recently for the ethical implications of that. Uh, those gas giveaways went a long way, <laughs> no pun intended. He voted for Trump in 2016, but said he would never vote for him again uh, in regards to the 2020 election. He talks a little bit like Shaq, like he never finishes his sentence and he's mumbling and all that, and you really don't know what he's saying, but it's like a country Republican elderly Shaq. And said, like, the police, you know, bringing in, clients go down, people go up, taxes, get them going, people in Chicago, boom, you know, money, a businessman. That's, that's my best Willie Wilson impersonation, but I'm a professional news broadcaster, so I don't do impersonations. Uh, his sentences are just not sentencing, okay? Uh, he said, take the cuff off the police and put them on the people that's doing it. I guess we caught him there. Very pro-police, as he said in his own words. Business-minded, seems like his solution for mental health crises, especially exacerbated by the COVID pandemic and school closures. He says he just wants those kids to go to work and then they won't have time to be sad. Uh, said to reply, his reply of how he would keep the Bears in Chicago, he said, bring another team here. Simple. Coolio. Also, fuck the bears. Uh, he lives in downtown Chicago. He has a son that was involved in gangs and drug dealing and was shot and killed at the age of 20. And in early 2020, he tested positive for COVID. This is all per his wiki personal tab. Don't know how all these things were related or relevant, but thank you, wiki. Uh, Brandon Johnson, Cook County Commissioner. No date of birth on wiki. 46 per the Tribune. Uh years old for the Tribune. He gives a pretentious vibe. Seems like he could snap and call someone a bitch-ass nigga out of nowhere at any point. He did say he was uh, of 10 siblings in Austin that grew up in Austin. Uh, he had a sibling, Leon, who died of homelessness and drug addiction, and he brings that up multiple times during the debates or the forums in regards to mental health and drugs uh, and housing issues. He's a former teacher and CTU endorsed. Was involved in the 2019 strike as an organizer. Will support affordable housing on the south and west side. Chewy Garcia. Jesus. Jesus G. Chewy Garcia. Born April 12, 1956. Aries, y'all. He notably had nothing bad about him on the wiki tab. Lori, however, did a great job of bringing up in her uh, negative campaign as and during the forums his ties to indicted former powerful speaker of the Illinois House, Mike Madigan. Uh, old school politics, no real plans, accused of plagiarizing Laura's policing plan after criticizing it. Ran for mayor in 2015 and lost in a runoff to Rahm Emanuel. Entered this race late as hell, but he got money in the bank. Lives in Little Village. Served on city council, the Illinois State Senate, and the Cook County Board of Commissioners. No solid solutions presented. Didn't show up to the Republican Forum, even though... <laughs> He seems like he's in their lane and only seemed to get into 
and he seems like he's only going to get that Latino vote and those who just don't want to vote for a black woman another time, a black person or a woman another time around and may just have issues with Paul Vallis altogether. Um, but like I said, he slid down a little bit under Paul Vallis, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, so Judy Sue hosted a 90-minute commercial-free debate on Channel 7, and that's where I got most of my uh, information from. I will link that to the uh, video. And that's all I've got on that uh, Chicago mayoral debate. They've had or forum. They've had several other forums since, and I may also uh, give a little commentary on those at a later time. But at this time, we end our segment on the Chicago 2023 mayoral campaign. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very professional news program. This is Nicole Coco Patrice with Chilandrinas Masfitas. Back to you, Bob. Hello and welcome to part two of our newscast. Bitch, I ain't finna do this newscast voice this whole time. That shit annoying. Okay. But we can get into a, a developing news story. Well, it's not really developing, but it has been uh, it has been released that uh, state's attorney Kim Fox has decided to drop the four sex abuse cases against singer R. Kelly. Uh, so R. Kelly's sentence in federal cases will likely be decades in prison. Uh, so due to that reason, uh, the charges within Chicago or the Cook County State's Attorney's Office charges uh, have been dismissed, the four cases against him, because he's likely to spend 30 plus years in jail. So there's no need for Kim Fox to uh, use more county resources to further um, try R. Kelly for crimes he's already going to serve time for in a, on a federal case. Uh, so he's had two federal convictions in New York and in Illinois um, that stem from sex abuse and in some cases child sex abuse. Uh, one of Kelly's uh, sisters spoke with ABC7 from out of state. She says, I'm glad for Robert to finally get a positive outcome like this. I don't understand what's positive when he's already going to serve 30 plus years. But I guess you take the wins as you can get them. Um, so it looks like one of the victims was not happy about that decision um, and wanted to see this go to trial. But the other three, I believe, victims were, were basically... Uh, happy to forego the uh, trial and the strain that it would put on them to recount those details again in a courtroom. Uh, so at this time, uh, they've resolved two of the accusers as part of the federal uh, litigation. They've resolved their issue, uh, their, uh, you know, those acts that were committed against them and those issues, and the other two will not have their day in court. Uh, so I don't know why people are celebrating as though Kelly is going to be released, but I'm sure it has a lot to do with, uh, illiteracy. And we all know that R. Kelly himself has struggled to read. So I don't expect much from his fans, family, or still supporters. All right. In other news, uh, children have found been found to be the hidden enemies of weight loss and nutrition success. There's not been a study except in my own home. Uh, I've decided since the beginning of 2023 that I was going to lose my stress-induced mom fupa. 
And, uh, you know, as mothers, we all have a mom bod, thanks to our children at some point in time, uh, usually right after birth. Uh, I breastfed and I tried to alleviate some of that with the breastfeeding, um, as well as for its nutritional and uh, emotional value as far as child, child rearing and bonding with your newborn. However, I was promised that that would help me lose that lower belly weight, which was already pretty much there after some years of stress and drinking and smoking. Uh, but that that mom bod is going to be with you at some point in time, depending on how long you uh, try to attack it or what you've done to get rid of it. Uh, children will add 10 pounds to your frame just from their sheer existence. So given that, uh, you can blame the fat on those children. You would think that they would be a little bit more accommodating to your journey of weight loss and nutritional health. However, you find later on that those children will eat your healthy snacks. I will store up protein bars for my workouts so that I don't binge on bad things after I've worked out and I'm completely famished. But that child will go ahead and eat my nutrition bars. They don't even taste that great. But because they have a little bit of sugar in them and she doesn't want to cook anything, she'll go ahead and eat those snacks because it's better than the vegetables or carrot sticks or whatever else I have in the refrigerator. Um, when you, then they'll ask you to buy unhealthy shit while you're in the store. Uh, they've always got a good reason too. So recently my daughter had a do good, I'm sorry, double good fundraiser for her school in which they were raising funds for her eighth grade graduation trip to Atlanta. And in doing so, I was rewarded with popcorn, fuego cheese or whatever it was, queso, fuego, uh, spicy cheese, popcorn, um, cheese and caramel, butter, salt, pepper, all sorts of flavors that were actually delicious. And this child uh, gave me the opportunity to support her with adding fat to my belly, as well as taking funds out of my account. Um, they'll also advocate for... Excuse me. They'll also advocate for food with little to no nutritional value um, when you're in the store and they know good and damn well you're trying to lose weight. Uh, so it's like they'll use, you know, guilt trips. Uh, you know, remember you said you would, if I did this, I could have this, you know, it's better than me eating that, blah, 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 blah. They become their most, their best academic selves while they're trying to convince you to do the wrong things or go against your own word, don't they? They're just the greatest debaters. They're better than Willie Wilson, that's for damn sure. Um, so yeah, I uh, in a restaurant or store, they are not to be trusted. You should probably tape their mouths or just don't let them in the store. Um, or you could do the old school parenting technique uh, like our parents did. If you ask me for anything in this motherfucking store, I'll knock your motherfucking head off. That's always an option. Uh, but I try to gentle parent, so I just go ahead and ignore them, or I comply, and then I regret it and cry to myself in my room. <laughs> uh, then they have the telepathic greed. I feel like my daughter has a mental um, str string connected to me. Uh, that lets me know it's like her umbilical cord still attached telepathically uh, that lets me know that she's hungry. Uh, so I'll randomly get a craving for tacos and then I'll bring tacos home and she'll say something like, ooh, I was just thinking I wanted tacos. And then she'll give me this evil look. Don't trust them. Um, also, they don't want to work out with you. 
Kids these days do not like to do any strenuous activity, carrying groceries, shoveling snow, taking a walk, run, walking the dog, uh, participating in sports. They even complain about practice and their legs hurt. It's like, duh, what the hell you thought this was? Uh, I don't know. They're just built different. Video games, I guess, and the tablet and the TV era. Um, so yeah, they don't want to work out with you. You don't really have any opportunity to have them, you know, encourage you to be outside and move around. So honestly, you're the one that's outside dragging them. Uh, and it just seems as though that is not fair, uh, that they are not going to help you lose the weight that they very much are responsible for helping you put on. Uh, also they don't want to work, um, they, they, they lose your, your workout equipment. My daughter, for whatever reason, will pick up my weights and go lift weights and put them in her room. And now I have to look for them when I'm ready to work out. And that sucks because now I'm in her filthy ass room and completely confused as to why I'm in there because now I'm distracted by my dishes and makeup and other things, shoes, clothes she can't fit that she criticized and said they were ugly or I'm fat and I can't fit them, but they're in her room. Sorry, this is a professional news program. Um, they will throw your meal prep schedule off. The kitchen will be dirty. They will eat your meal prep. The things that you thought you were going to eat on Wednesday or Thursday, they've already eaten them on Tuesday. It's a shit show. Okay. Uh, and then also they'll raise your blood pressure and further make you stress eat. And not only that, you then feel like you have to eat things because they're going to eat them before you eat them. So then you try to eat them all before they eat them. It's a vicious cycle, y'all. I just wanted to get that off my chest. All right. And then the last thing I think I wanted to talk to you about is can we stop platforming agent provocateurs? Uh, there is a couple people that I don't even want to name. Uh, there's one woman from Chicago. It's given Jessica Lang vibes. Uh, very plain Jane white woman. Uh, you know, I don't know what her movement is, but she got the face that only a mother could love. And she's very much advocating for uh, men and it's like she's Kevin Samuels fluky or something. Like she's like his vulture uh, a scavenger. Like she's picking up all his loose ends and trash. And she's just like, she's a pick me, a complete pick Misha, a pick me Karen, whatever you want to call it. And I find that she is very much uh, critical, very critical of black women, seems to go hardest on them. She has this goofy ass laugh, <laughs> face ass, okay? And she always got something to say about black women and how women are delusional. And it's like, um, I'm sorry, you're giving very much nobody wants you. And so now you've decided that you're going to just try to tear down other attractive women because nobody checking for your dusty ass. But anyway, um, why do we platform these women? I've seen a lot of black men uplift her. I've seen a lot of black platforms uplift her. I've seen a lot of black uh, women collaborate with her. And I just don't understand what that's about. Like we do not have to trash other black women in order to uplift ourselves or to set a standard for ourselves. Um, there are a lot of men who do not live up to a certain standard, just like there are women. There's just people out here who don't live up to a standard to take a broad paintbrush and stroke and take a stroke against black women at every chance, at every turn, is a little telling of some sort of hate that you have for black women. And for a white woman to be doing this and black men to be uplifting and platforming her is ridiculous. But those are the kind of white women that a lot of black women, black men who don't like black women will go for. The ones that the white men don't even want. Oops, did I say that? This is a unbiased news program.
bitch. Anyway, uh, also Vlad TV. Like, can we stop doing Vlad interviews? It's always incendiary. It's always trying to pit black artists against black artists bring up all of these bad things from their past, try to look at things that affect black the black community, aspects of the black community out of outside of the lens of white supremacy without giving any regard to that. Not saying I want you to constantly blame white people for black people's problems and behavior, but you should also acknowledge that we didn't just get here. You can't look at the smoke and ignore the fire, okay? Um, so I just, I'm tired of the Kevin Samuels, uh, scavengers. I'm tired of the black culture vultures and I'm tired of us giving them platforms. Um, it's very low vibrational and it's very much giving self hate. Um, Skip Bayless is another one. I wish black men would stop watching this program. Shannon Sharp has already shown that he's tired of Skip. Shannon Sharp has shown that he has no self esteem by continually taking the abuse and, and, and uh, derogatory you know treatment from him on on this public platform um and being that shannon is truly the butter of the program the bread and butter i don't understand why he even needs skip at this point it's given very much sharecropping it's giving very much yes uh massive sub <laughs> um so fuck skip bayless um and then um my last thing i wanted to say was uh well, a couple things to end this uh, Amazon delivers things so quickly to you sometimes like that overnight shipping. I'm pretty sure the devil himself packs that shit up and brings it to your home. Uh, if you need some shit overnight that you could have just went to the fucking store to get and you got Jeff Bezos money off of that. I kind of feel like we should all see each other in hell. Like hell looks like an Amazon locker. Uh, autocorrect makes you dumb. I cannot spell words like earlier. I was trying to type out incendiary and I was using an I instead of an E where it belonged. And I needed autocorrect to tell me that. Um, I feel like we rely a little bit too much on autocorrect and we rely a little bit too much on GPS. So I challenge you to stop using technology. We are the machine. We built the machines. Machines are built after our own uh, knowledge, our own inner workings, how our brains work, and they're learning us at a faster rate than anything ever before. And we're allowing these things to now dumb us down. And I feel like we need to give a little bit of pushback on that. So let's just kind of take a moment to challenge ourselves to go look words up in the dictionary instead of re relying on autocorrect to give us the correct spelling of a word. Sound the shit out. Hooked on phonics work for me. It could work for you too. Um, GPSing, I found myself GPSing a place that I've gone to like 20 times before. I'm like, why am I GPSing this? Sometimes it's useful to find the fastest route, but honestly, do you always need to turn on GPS? Like, you know, 95th street is a hot ass mess during rush hour. Stay your ass off of it. You know, the Bishop four about to be backed up going north. Stay your ass off of it. That's all I'm saying. Um, so yeah, let's use our brains a little bit more and challenge, our, challenge ourselves to that. Also, uh, the last thing I wanted to speak on was that um, I went to the Dominican Republic and uh, I knew full well before I went to an island that I wanted to be able to swim. But instead, I sent my daughter to swim lessons, which she hated. Um, she learned a little bit, but um, she uh, was not as devout as I wanted her to be, being especially that she is the one who loves to go to the lake and jump in the water and she thinks I'm supposed to save her when I honestly have little to no swimming skills. Now I took some swim classes when I was little. My mom took us to the YMCA on 63rd street and uh, you know, 63rd and Stony, And we learned a little bit, but I feel like I was never really confident in my swimming because I just didn't do it enough. 
Um, there was a time or two where I've literally drowned and someone had to save me. So that also adds fear to that. Um, and then uh, I, so when I went to the Dominican Republic and, you know, before, like I said, a year ago, I sent my daughter to lessons and then I said I was going to take lessons right behind her, but because of the vaccination um, requirements and things of that nature, I kind of just, you know, decided to just not, cause I didn't want to force her to get a vaccine and then I kind of just forgot about myself and then pricing and, and availability is an issue for an adult trying to learn how to swim. Uh, so I was, uh, you know, next thing I know, I planned this trip to the Dominican Republic and had kind of forgotten about my promise to myself that I'd learn how to swim because I was going to be on an island and I just wanted to acquire that skill. Uh, ever since I can remember, I wanted to be a a black bond girl like it's just like i'm grace jones bitch like i'm halle berry bitch like the fuck i want to yeah i want to be able to do my own stunts no matter what the fuck it is period wherever we are whether it be in a in a um in a, an acting scenario or in real life i'm a fucking bond girl period and so uh you can't be a bond girl if you can't swim so i completely forgot about it went to the dr um of course we're in water like all the time so i got in water a few times but it was like very intimidating um it was a little scary uh just thinking like oh my god like we're on this boat and what if what if what if so i uh promised myself while i was there i was going to figure this out when i got back to the states i a little i forgot about it just a little bit when i got back um because of course life be lifing um but thanks to i'm another give another shout out to my boy well allen in his podcast uh he had um an attorney on his show india rios i watched that episode uh, a few days ago and and watching that episode uh, she mentioned that uh, India mentioned that she was a naval officer and had um, no swimming experience and learned uh, through force with the Navy and it reminded me just at that moment light bulb oh my god find some swimming lessons so I immediately because my my new attitude for the new year um, the red hair is kind of reminding me of that is to just do things okay don't think about them don't over think them. I know someone was talking about a five second rule. Like you just do things. You say, I'm going to do this. And then you count down five to one and you just do them. And so that's been my approach is not to talk myself out of things and not to overthink things and just to not tell myself no. So um, in doing so, I decided I was going to take a swim lesson um, at that very moment. And I paused the video and I went right to Chicago Park District web website. And just when I was about to give up because I couldn't find anything that wasn't for special needs or for children or that was way out of my way or was not at the exact times that I needed to work around my schedule. I, at the very moment I was about to give up, I found something that was about 20 minutes away from my house for like $35 for about eight weeks. Uh, can't beat that. Um, so I am now taking adult swim lessons. I had my first lesson on Monday, that very same day that I saw that podcast and had that thought that I was going to do it. And I swam. And what's crazy is when I got in the pool, it all started coming back to me. The guy was like, you know how to swim. I'm like, bro, I just been scared. And so I swam the deep end. I, you know, I was doing my streamlines and my uh, brush strokes. And I'm, I'm, I'm back out here. So I just wanted to say that to say, uh, it's never too late to learn something. You're never too old to take on a new task. I was in the pool with older women, two older women. One of them seemed to be a little bit scared, but I was trying to encourage her and I let her know like you're encouraging me as well. So, um, I just hope, uh, my hope is that the, the lesson, the lesson there is, uh, the, my final message for this episode is don't tell yourself no 
Don't give yourself a chance to discourage yourself. Don't let fear stand in the way of anything that you want to do. Uh, don't think about things too much. Know that you're divinely protected. Know that uh, you, you know, that survival instinct is always going to kick in. Know that you, uh, especially if you're older, like you have all of these years of experience and knowledge and, and muscle memory and things like that. And so you want to train that muscle of, of activity. You want to retrain that muscle of confidence in yourself. And you want to always keep that faith muscle active. And so in being faithful to yourself, um, meaning that you, you say you're going to do something and you do it, you commit to it, you don't overthink it, you don't talk yourself out of it, you don't make excuses, you don't hold off, you don't procrastinate. You just say, I'm going to do this thing, and then you get up and you execute. And I feel like the older you get, the more, the easier that should become because you, as a child, you may have struggled through things. It's like driving, right? You, you had to look through all your mirrors, you had to do your hand over hand, you had to look in the rear view, check all your points of view, check your blind spot. But then as you get older or you get more used to it, that muscle memory kicks in and a lot of things you're on autopilot. So you're at the age now, if you're in your 30s and your 40s, you should be on autopilot with a lot of stuff. And you can't get to that point if you're constantly questioning yourself and if you're telling yourself no. Uh, when my daughter was selling her popcorn for her fundraiser, she would count people out. Oh, he's not going to say yeah. Oh, he's going to say no. Oh, let's not do that because they're going to say no. And I had to tell her then and there, you only, if you tell yourself no, then you'll never get a yes. And a no is a request for more information. That's one of the things I learned from hardball selling. So if you get a no from someone you're trying to sell something to, including yourself, all that is is a request for more information. You need to add value to what the product or service is. You need to add value to what the action is or whatever the goal is. You need to remind yourself of why you need to do something. You need to remind yourself of all the things that you've gotten through to get to this point, of all of the obstacles you've overcome and all the training and everything that's gotten to this point because you have to realize that God would not put something in front of you that you cannot tackle. And that's all I have for you today. This has been your subpar news program with Nicole Coco Patrice. Chillin' Drenus, Mas Vedas. Love y'all. Bye. Trap